0: Welcome back to Freight Waves Now. In this week's edition of the Research Corner, I'm Tony Mulvey, joined by the one, the only Thomas Watson. Thomas, how's it going?
1: Pleasure. Pleasure to be on. Messing around with the mic here, make sure I, if I sound a little better. blink
0: twice, but it doesn't sound good. Hey, sounds, sounds good on this end. So, Thomas, you spend a lot of time looking at, in your newsletter and community loaded and rolling, looking at, at trends that are put out. One of the most recent ones that you you've talked about a lot is predatory towing and the impacts of that. Kind of walk us through what that is and and through looking at uh, Atri's kind of re- recent research, like what you've seen in that trend.
1: Yeah, Atri diet is great because uh, towing and re- recovery is one of those situations where it, it happens. They're all it's always going to happen, but. Uh, we frequently don't pay attention to it. We like to lump it into, you know, conversations, total cost of maintenance. It's normally a maintenance question that doesn't rise past a director. Or it goes, it gets kind of holed up within an org chart. So uh, you know, this actually day is really cool because two of the big takeaways I thought about was not only is the location. Uh, of where you're getting towed matter, because the, if you're the only tower uh, in the middle of an area off of 80 in like Wyoming, then you're going to have your pick of the litter on terms of charging. But also, that if the equipment, you know, how these charges are taking place, uh, you could be actually built even more uh, and you then need to use the correct uh, equipment, one with like a winch arm versus an actual traditional tower, uh, depending upon what's available. So, there's a huge disparity. It uh, was the third piece on prices and what's being.
0: Yeah, we have a chart here that kind of shows the difference in, in kind of the hourly rate uh, based on the equipment, that towing equipment, as you mentioned, right? You've got the records on the top, and I mean, you're looking, what, 20, 30% of invoices between that four dollars and $500? If you look at the bottom, those those rotators, you're talking about the same percentage, but in that $8,000 range, right? So around that $900, I mean, that's a big difference in, in the equipment. but I think one of the interesting things, and you kind of mentioned it, 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 these costs kind of get lumped together and kind of almost hidden. Kind of talk about like from an enterprise carrier perspective, like this can add up over the course of time, but it also affects the small fleets if you run these risks because th- where rates are right now, if this happens, right, and and you get targeted and or. I, guess, I don't know if targeted is the right word, but if it happens and you end up having to pay these rates that are, are clearly extremely high, and we're talking about, what, 20? I mean, if you're talking $900, I mean, you look at the NTI at $2.30. If you're talking a 1,000-mile lane, it's $2,300. bucks. you are talking about an almost $1,000 cost here. I mean, you're talking almost half of the revenue going to pay this this cost right
1: oh especially when you have really uh thin margins which trucking has five to ten percent on a good day 20 if you're kicking out of the park uh you know that 700 hundred dollar load that you're running that you just broke down under uh, it's probably going to take you two weeks of actual net income to make up the difference of the cost of the wrecker if you think about it because Uh, of other costs like fuel and wages. But the challenge is when we talk about predatory towing and also if you uh, don't pay, or if you disagree with what the payment terms should be after the fact, uh, they can impound the trailer. They don't have to release it. So you're really stuck between a rock and a hard place, regardless of your carrier size. And another challenge is the cost escalation. Uh, If you have a trailer that ended up needing a new axle, if you had a vehicle that was broken down or even in an accident, it gets hauled to a yard, they'll typically charge you, uh, you know, per day uh, for even sitting there as a storage fee. So that's another headache. And then finally, uh, let's say you finally have to deal with it. You bite the bullet, you're paying these inflated prices as well as a storage fee. Well, good luck doing the invoicing because there's not a standardized invoicing and also towing regulations can vary by state. So open up a whole new can of worms when you get to the checkout line.
0: Yeah, it's one of those, I think it's interesting, you kind of mentioned trying to have to make up the cost, and it's really difficult to do that when you think about volume levels, kind of where they're at. I mean, they're in a healthy place, but rates are down. There's. It kind of depends on who you are, but it, you're also fighting regulations with the hours of service and things like that. So, I mean, for a driver to pick up extra time, it, you have to fit it in. They're already condensed time frame schedule. So like it, it's difficult to make that back up on the back end. And then another area that you've been focused on, and it was in the same newsletter where you talked about this, was, was used equipment prices. And you see, Donnie and I just kind of talked about it on the last carrier update, but you see kind of this rebound. But it's very quick for some of these, if you were buying equipment back in early 2022, thinking the market was in a fairly healthy spot at that time, and then the rug gets pulled out from underneath you, you're upside down in that, you're facing higher char- or charges that you really don't know what the charge is going to be, and your revenue's falling all at the same time, it just seems like a tough situation from a carrier perspective in the current environment.
1: Yeah, if you uh if you don't do the large fleet purchases like we see with thousands of new Cascadias or Volvos and you're buying on the secondary or the used market then yeah, you're going to there's a real risk that you could go under a water and it's something you really don't want to, have to deal with. Uh it's it's an interesting thing because my theory is the reason we are seeing this not only is the the used truck market probably resetting to a uh uh, a more typical pattern you know prior to covid and all the delays but uh the, the big question to look at moving forward is will we continue to see elevated prices or will these higher uh, lingering interest rates that are squeezing capex builds and budgets uh you know is that going to see a situation where maybe the total cost of these used tractors will continue to decline to offset the higher payments and financing or if this is going to be uh you know the new new price uh, uh, pricing floor uh, in terms of what we should expect so it, it's definitely tough because those operators who are struggling and we hear about uh, bankruptcies every day with reporting so both brokerage and carrier side especially for those carriers uh, some of those exiting the market may be those underwater and they're just taking a big old goose egg or even a net uh loss on selling of these assets because uh, they can't afford to profit profitably run
0: them awesome stuff as always thomas thank you so much for joining me on this week's edition of the research corner be sure to check out his newsletter and his show loaded and rolling but right now we'll take a quick break we'll be back with more freight waves now